The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. You are listening to Rewritten with Cynthia Ocelli. I'm Cynthia Ocelli, and I want to welcome you this week. This is a show where we look at, identify, and unearth your toxic, limiting, unhealthy, self-sabotaging, and just plain untrue limiting beliefs and stories about you, about life, and about what's possible for you so that you can rewrite your beliefs and stories and thus recreate your life. If that sounds a little weird to you, I invite you to go back to one of my first shows called Your Truthful 100% Accurate Fortune Teller. In that show, I explain and give the research to support my very strong contention that what you believe and the stories you tell about you create your life. So before you go out there and knock yourself out physically and utilize all your best intelligent thinking and logic, go inside. Work on your limiting beliefs. And you know one way to find your limiting beliefs quickly? Write down something you really, really would love to be, do, or have, and write it down without any reservation or doubt. When you're done, list all of the reasons that it won't happen, all of the reasons that you can't do it. And when you're done with that, you will have a beautiful starting point for your limiting beliefs, for the beliefs that you need to work on to evaluate to understand how you learn them and to recognize how they are not fact or law or absolute truth for you. We're continuing our discussion of what goddesses know about dating. And we are on our third show about flags. We are finishing up our yellow flags and speeding toward the green ones. It is so important that you understand what is unacceptable for you. And I've given you a great start. There are going to be some flags that I didn't mention, but are red flags for you. And I wanted to take a moment to say that if you identify a red flag or feel that there is a red flag that I didn't mention, that is a red flag. I want you to really trust yourself. I lay out as much as I can think of and as much as you guys give me feedback on and you get to take it from there and I want you to be strong and confident and empowered and know that if it feels bad inside of you, it's bad for you. It's not right for you and there's something for you to remove yourself from and if you 
can't reason it out, I strongly encourage you to consult a therapist, a coach, a wise friend, someone who you trust and who who knows how to make sound, solid, good choices. But by no means are my lists complete and comprehensive. So if there's something that I missed, I don't want you to miss it if you come up with it. And I'd love for you to share it with me. You can actually reach out to me on Instagram, Cynthia Ocelli, send me a message. That's really the fastest way to get to me directly. On my website, CynthiaOcelli.com, you can also reach out to me. It goes through my customer service desk. Also on Instagram, you can have a peek at me sitting on my throne where I rule as the sovereign ruler of my life, sitting in that queendom from a third chakra personal power position and making the good decisions that create the great future that I desire and I deserve. And I'd love for you to see my throne, get your own throne and share that with me. So we are continuing on with yellow flags today. Once we get through the yellow flags, we are right onto green flags. I think I have about eight yellow flags, maybe nine here. So I'm going to go through them fairly quickly because we got some good stuff to get to. All right, so you are in a newer dating situation and your prospective lover looks like there's nothing going on in his life. He seems boring AF. He has no interests, no hobbies, not a lot to talk about, just doesn't have a lot going on. Things are empty, doesn't have great friends. If he does have friends, they're not, they're not, they're not going anywhere or doing anything either. Life feels empty. Pay attention because even if someone rallies because they're excited that they know you, they're excited about the newness and the possibility that you will be the entertainment committee and bring all of the excitement into their life and they act like they've got a lot going on and that they've just changed because you are that fire and fabulous, they will revert chances are overwhelming. They will revert to that and look to you to be the entertainment committee always. Remember, reciprocity, giving, receiving, giving, receiving. So many of us are really good at giving, rescuing, caretaking, taking responsibility for. Those are all a no. Now, if someone is coming through a situation, they were ill, they came into a new place, they went through a hard time, and maybe they are just in the early stages of getting a full life together. That's a yellow flag. It still is. And you might want to be cautious, be patient, pay attention and watch what you do. Do not fix. You are not to fix others. All that energy that you want to spend Solving what you could so easily solve is energy that needs to be returned to you and invested in you. Moving on. They are consumed with bromances. Oh gosh. I love my girlfriends. We are family. They are my sisters. I would move heaven and earth to help them, to be there for them. And we all understand that 
our relationships with our significant others and our children are our core focus. And we know that we're, we've got each other's backs, but we are not joined at the hip, holding hands all the time and making our friendships uh, as labor intensive and uh, receiving the same attention that our relationships, our primary relationships do. Sometimes you'll come across a guy who has been single for too long or dated someone else who was also in their, uh, consumed with their friends. Often this happens in college, but you could be, when you're a grown woman and you're in your thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, and you've got a guy who is in love with his bros. He's just got the bromances going all the time and they occupy a central place in his life. That's a yellow flag. Are you going to get your needs met? Is it going to be a problem? Is he going to want rather be at John's house on a Friday night than with you regularly? If that works for you, if you're the type of woman who likes a guy who's gone a lot and has the bromance, disregard this. What I tend to encounter the most are the type of women who want a partner day in and day out to spend their work time, their downtime, their lifetime with. And if that lifetime is always being, is always in competition with whatever the bros are doing, and you've got a guy who wants to do that and feels like he's missing out if he doesn't, whew, I'll pass. It's up to you. It's definitely something to consider. The thing to really focus on is that you are not going to change him and If he changes for you, it's temporary. He will want to revert back at some point when things aren't as uh, idyllic and glow-filled as they are right now. It's so much easier to handle these things up front, to get to the bottom of it and realize, hey, we want different things, and I'm going to go ahead and, and respect that. So at least have a conversation and be confident about sharing your needs. Be there for yourself. Build your own self-trust by advocating for what you want. And you don't need to manipulate. You don't need to guilt or ultimatum. Never do any of those. You just say, this is what I need to feel happy and secure in a relationship. This is what I desire. This is how I'd like to spend my time. How do you feel about that? And then listen. And if it's not a match and this person says, yeah, I don't want to do that, accept that. And accept that early and go out there and find yourself someone or attract like that egg. Go out there and open yourself up to someone who wants to spend his lifetime the way you do. And that man exists. Uh, Okay, here's one that I've had done to me. And the person did it because they didn't think about it. Didn't think about what it would feel like. And after I was able to explain it and come to a a mutual understanding of how that was not for me. I did not enjoy that and would not tolerate that. Uh, I, the person apologized and we went on and we had a great experience. Be mindful and aware when someone is testing you. No, you don't need to be tested. You don't need to be thrown into the social circumstance to see how you survive with the friends or with the family or with the colleagues. You need to be supported and welcomed and cared for 
and encouraged and protected and loved through all new experiences that can sometimes be challenging. I have heard this before, and I've, I've also seen girls do it to men, and it's just unnecessary. You're trying to build a partnership, be a partner. So, of course, it's not whether you can or can't survive when you're being tested or whether you'll you know, succeed or fail. You'll very likely succeed because you're you and you're enough. But you don't need to go through that. You are that beautiful goddess queen who dare test you. No, they need to be beside you. They chose you. They don't need to throw you in and see how you do and see if you're good enough. They chose you. They need to stand behind you and be a couple with you as you enter new circumstances. That's a yellow flag to me. I think it can be resolved with a conversation. Another one is possessive and jealous. Possessive and jealous people, men and women, it can be nothing. It's normal, right? These feelings, jealousy, possessiveness, they're part of the human uh, rainbow of feelings, right? It's how you behave and whether you are with a partner that likes to trigger those feelings. So be mindful, be aware, look at whether someone is trying to encourage jealousy and possessiveness, whether you if, if he's being uh, possessive and jealous, whether you are creating that, is he irrational with it? Is he overblown with it? Have a conversation about it and listen for the answer. Sometimes being overly jealous and overly possessive is an early signal of someone who's going to be very difficult, and sometimes even abusive in the future. So it's something to pay attention to. And instead of being flattered by it, And instead of liking it or creating more of it so that you feel more valued, it's really not about value. It's about what's going on inside the person and their own sense of security and their own sense of how they feel worthy or unworthy of things in the world. So it's much better to meet them as a partner and have a discussion about what's comfortable, what's uncomfortable, kind of lay the boundaries down, reassure that, you know, trust is not something you violate and you know, you're looking for him to see if that's something that he's got an issue with, because why would there be uh, possessiveness and jealousy if there's not some concern about something going wrong? It's an opportunity to have a discussion. This one I think we kind of covered without really specifically stating it, so I'm going to say it quick and move on. Someone who is totally centered around themselves. They are all take and not give. They are selfish and they are unaware of what you need, what your feelings are, and that's not really what's important to them. What's important to them is their next whatever, the next thing they acquire, the next day at work, the next thing they're going to do in the future, how they look, how they slept, what they're going to do. And you really are not a factor. How your day was, how all that, it's just me, 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 enough about me. Let's talk about me. That is a yellow flag. It's worth a conversation if you can explain that to someone and they go, oh, yeah, that's a bad look. I'm really sorry. Thank you for sharing. I will do better. And then they do better. Wonderful. But these are the, the these are how you navigate the yellow flag. You got to flesh it out. Is this going to go green or is this going to go red? Another one, your friends who you value and respect don't like him and they can explain to you why. 
So it's not just, you know, there, there are sometimes people who just don't really have reasons and they just say things and their reasons, they could be anything. I'm talking about the sound, solid friend that you trust who's able to tell you with a cogent explanation what they're responding to and what you can look out for. That's a conversation you can have with the friend and then it's a conversation depending on what those reasons are that you can choose to have with the partner. And if you do choose to have that conversation with the potential love interest slash partner, it would be great not to uh, also tell them which friend and how they said it. Just in case you guys do make it, it's always nice to preserve relationships for the future. So that would be a factual conversation about the, the reasons given. Okay, so here's one that I think is really important. And it, it comes up inside and it's you that's going to have to identify whether it's there or not. And if it is there, addressing it is super important. You feel embarrassed or anxious about him. Okay. I know that sounds obvious, but you'd be surprised how common it is. You'd be surprised how many people make excuses for their partner or avoid certain events with their new partner. What's going on there? If it's true that you love and regard him, but you think that others will judge him harshly, I would question what the relationship with those others is really about and why you would allow others' opinions to change what you do. So if the person you're seeing really is right for you and you really want to be there, that's enough. And I wouldn't give your power away to others by making excuses or avoiding things. Um, If you're doing that, it's really important for you to question yourself and to reveal within what's going on. And again, this is a great opportunity to talk with a therapist, a relationship coach, you know, spiritual practitioner, wise friend. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26 at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This one is a little more alarming. He appears single when, while he's dating you. He perpetuates an image that looks single in public or online, and you feel like you're being hidden. It could be inadvertent. It could be that you just see it that way. It could be that you're a little early in the game and he's not quite ready because you two haven't become exclusive. It could be all of those things, and that's why it's yellow. It could also be that he's just dating you and going to date a bunch of people and not serious and doesn't want anyone to know that he's dating you. And that different little bit of a different discussion. And again, it gets a little gray there because, you know, I don't, uh, I don't endorse sex without monogamy. And I don't believe that you're monogamous until you have a discussion about that. So it might just be premature. So maybe the discussion is something more along the lines of if we decide to be exclusive, 
how do you handle your relationships? And if you're not exclusive and you're not ready to be exclusive, then maybe this really isn't an issue. But you'll know it. It's like, you'll know it when it's happening. You'll know when someone is, is feeling a little slimy, a little off, they're hiding, a little disingenuous, things are weird. Pay attention to that and trust yourself. Another yellow flag, he doesn't seem to get you. Like he doesn't seem to connect. He doesn't seem to listen. He doesn't seem to get you. This could be terrible for your future. Or maybe you guys can build bonds of communication. It's a discussion to have. It is not something to be ignored. All right. Last show, this show, all yellow flags. Put these two shows together and I think you've got a sound foundation of things to pay attention to to look at, to consider. And I really think that if you find multiple yellow flags, they add up to a red flag. And so multiple three, four, five yellow flags, yeah, probably probably not the best place for you to be. Probably not worth the investment of your heart and your energy and your devotion. Let's move on to green flags. Thank goddess for green flags. This list is my favorite. These are the things that I love, love, love to see in my own relationships, in my clients, my friends, my kids. These are the things that just make things wonderful. And it's important because we can be so focused on all the things that can go wrong, all the things that shouldn't be there, all of the searching for red flags, all of the contemplating yellow flags that we don't single out and identify the green flags. We don't appreciate them as part of our gratitude practice. We don't think about them as, as methods and means of making our relationships deeper and better and happier. We don't weigh these. So I think that this is probably the most important of all of the flags even though, yes, red, red matters, but come on, let's enjoy. Let's have really good relationships. Green flags, here we go. He is respectful to everybody. Yes. Yes, he is respectful to everybody and he is respectful to you. And people talk about him as a good guy who's always been respectful to everyone. That bodes really well for you. He's attentive to you and he notes the things you like. Uh, someone who's open in their expression of desire and admiration and connection. Someone who is consistent and eager, a fast and eager texter. Someone who says all the nice things with ease and openness and tells you how, how they feel about you and how much they like you and how they can't wait to see you and how they've missed you. And they're super affectionate and they're super kind and they're comfortable with that. They're not making you work for it. They're not, they're not feeling like it makes them weak or less. They're not afraid to show their emotions because they're worried that something bad's going to happen and then they're going to feel foolish. They're open and ready and eager to love you. Yes. They are open to talk and communicate they want to express themselves. They want to talk to you about themselves. They want to talk to you about emotions. They want to talk to you about the future. They're really, really ready to be your partner. And they're not pushing it, but they're appropriately, wherever, whatever stage you're at, they're all in. 
Yes. They don't give you ultimatums. It's never an if you loved me enough or you should or I'm leaving. No. They actually care about you and how you feel. Your happiness matters. And it's not that you're manipulative or strong arming or tantrum throwing. You, because of their feelings for you and the genuine healthy connection that you have, you care about one another's happiness. And so it's, it matters and it's simple and it's effortless and it's, it's not a power struggle. That's beautiful. He includes you. Hey, I got an invitation to whatever. Wanted to know if you'd like to go. Oh, I might not be able to see you on Saturday because I was thinking of doing this, but you know, if if you're available, I'd rather do something with you. Or how do you feel? I'm thinking of going on this trip. How do you feel about that? He apologizes to you. He doesn't stress you. He doesn't test you. He doesn't cage rattle you. He doesn't agitate you to keep you on your toes. There are no eggshells. There are rose petals instead. He's forgiving when you make a mistake because we all make mistakes. Like this whole relationship thing, relationships are hard. And even if you're perfect like me, you are going to make mistakes sometime. Having someone who you are comfortable with apologizing to and who accepts your apologies and forgives you is amazing. He believes in you. He admires you. Others who know him speak highly of him. He demonstrates integrity and good character. He follows through. He has good morals and ethics. And I'm not meaning here in terms of, uh, you know, religious dogma or doctrines of uh, judgment. I mean, he does what he says he's going to do. He knows what his values are and he adheres to them. Your values and his values have a lot in common. You, you share a commonality of goals and objectives in this life. And he upholds them. And they are his personal laws and boundaries. They do not, they're not inconsistent. They do not give way. He's thoughtful. He wants you to have everything and that feels good for him. He understands how important family of origin and past influences are because they have such a tremendous impact on your life and your relationship. So he's willing to explore that and learn about you and yours and allow you to explore that and learn about him and his past and his family of origin. This takes time and you go slow, but what I'm really focusing on here as a green flag is someone who's open and willing rather than someone who's closed and thinks that that's uh, stupid or too private or invasive. Someone who fights fair, and this is huge. Conflict is really useful. It's a method of bonding if you handle it right. And it can bring you closer together and help your relationship grow deeper and stronger. And what's required there is the ability to fight fairly. And that's really what's going to dictate the success or failure of uh, a couple's relationship. There is a book out there. 
I've forgotten the name of it and I don't want to misquote. Uh, he's got the number one, I believe the number one relationship book. And he says that he can tell by watching people fight whether they're going to stay married or not. And he had like a 90% accuracy because he would look for certain things they did when they fought and they fought unfairly. And those uh, toxic elements of the way that they fought would ultimately destroy their relationship. I will have to get that book and talk about it when we go deeper into uh, fighting fairly as a bigger topic, a communication, relationship communication show. But for now, fighting fairly includes not personally attacking, not belittling, not abandoning, not just running out in, in a fury, um, not being aggressive, not invalidating your feelings, not punishing you with a silent treatment or unloving behavior. When something like this comes up early, because it'll come up in the first fights, people do what they do. If you're able to say, hey, I felt attacked when you said this, and I need you not to speak to me that way, and they're able to say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you feel that way, um, there's potential there. Too many people need to win. They need to be aggressive and toxic and harmful. They, they need to be right versus happy, and they're willing to hurt their partner in the process. That, we're going right back to red, to red and yellow flags. Someone who fights fairly and is able to communicate through conflict and settle in places where even you might both disagree is, is a green flag and something so wonderful to connect with. He prioritizes you. And that means that he thinks of you as he's going through his life and you matter. You are not an afterthought. You are not plan B. You are not the last on the list. You are at the top of his list. And, you know, reciprocity is huge. So in all of these things I'm saying to you, I hope that you're also able to say, and so do I. It's vital or beautiful. A beautiful green flag is they will go out of their way for you. They will care for you when you need it. When you are not in the best way, they will be there by your side, loving you and caring for you. I'm just incredibly blessed this way. I'm so grateful for that. Good communication and eye contact. Uh, I heard last week, I don't remember, I, I heard an audiobook last week, if two people hold eye contact for 10 seconds, they're either going to fall in love or fight. Uh, I know that when you sit and you hold eye contact with someone that you are feeling positive feelings for, it is incredibly moving and deepening and connecting. And that is a wonderful green flag if you have someone that is willing to hold that gaze with you. It's easy to be with them. It's easy to love them for you. That's a green flag. You genuinely like them. And that's, it's beyond the love or the passion or you like them. You admire them. If they were a woman, they might be your best friend. They are generous. That's a green flag. 
They are financially sound and solvent. Huge green flag. They are current on their spousal or and child support. Really, really, really positive green flag. They are present parents who care about the well-being of their children and who care more about the well-being of their children than they do about arguing or retaliating against any exes or family members they don't get along with. All of these are amazing green flags. More green flags. Emotional safety is my number one relationship desire. My number one relationship quality. I say that in all of the relationships I have. I need to know that I am emotionally safe to be vulnerable and open, to share my truth with you and know that I am safe to do that. You will not exploit that or use it against me. You will not belittle me or mock me or make fun of me. You will love me and you will appreciate that I opened up to you and I can count on you for that. That's emotional safety. And when we fight, you will not turn on me. You will not harm me. You will not cut me at all. It feels good. You don't have weird times. There aren't situations where things don't make sense. That's a green flag. You know, sometimes a person says something that just doesn't make sense. They were going to call you three days ago. They didn't call. I got busy at work. That doesn't make sense. That's weird. That is, that is not emotionally safe. And that's not a green flag. A green flag is Yes, they showed up. They said they were going to call. They called. It's never weird. You don't have to worry about it. You can count on them to do what they say they're going to do every single time. They come through when they say they will. Beautiful, beautiful green flag. Some of my top green flags, and we're just whizzing through these because they're just, they're just so good. I just want you to know when you have them, if you have them, I want you to celebrate them and appreciate your partner. Therapy. I think therapy is a huge green flag. There's a therapist online who says, my favorite sex position is you in therapy. I love that. Yes, yes, I'm, I agree. I love a fast responder. I love someone who's consistent. I love someone who listens and learns about me and improves themselves consistently as their own uh, life goal, life strategy, life approach, always making themselves better always bringing life and joy and positivity into their own lives. And even if things get hard, they, they might go down a little bit, but they, they come back to a baseline of wanting to be there and wanting to be better. That's a real huge green flag to me. Transparency, not needing to snoop or wonder or, or hope that he's always honest or that he's not hiding anything. That there's really no act to hide anything and no need you feel because you have all these other green flags going, you have never even the impulse to invade his privacy. You can both respect one another's privacy because you have a solid foundation of trust, transparency, and consistency. And then my catch-all big green flag that bodes really well for you two together. You do have a commonality of like goals and objectives, desires and values. 
It's not to say that it can't work if you don't have the same goals, objectives, desires, and values, but it's a lot easier when you have your basic life intentions moving down the same road. Doesn't mean you have to have everything in common, have the same interests, have the same hobbies. That's actually kind of boring uh, sometimes if it's too much. It's really nice to have both uh, parties being a, a bit diverse. I'm talking about the core values. You want the same kind of relationship. You want to live the same kind of life. You want to share the same types of experiences. You love to do this together on this day and you like to do this this way. And you don't, both of you don't want to do this this other way. If you have, the more you have in common about how you'd like to navigate your life and how much you'd like to be of service in the world, how much you would like to uh, grow your finances or grow your education or express yourselves creatively when you share common values and value those things together, you have so many paths to connect and strengthen and love one another that it really helps things just blossom. And I think that's a really green flag. And wrapping up green flags, having the same spiritual beliefs, having the same ideas about how to handle finances, those all really help. And it's not to say that things can't work without them, but when you have them, they're things to rejoice in. Having a warm, affectionate, kind, emotionally safe love that you can grow a lifetime on is one of the most wonderful and magical experiences I have ever had and that I see other people have. And it's not just accidental. You can get there so much quicker if you're aware of what isn't for you, what you need to take note of and address, and what is for you and what's wonderful for you. And I'm so passionate about choosing someone based on the abundance of green flags, much more than uh, any physical titillation or uh, comparison to someone else or good look on paper. If you have the basics covered of someone who is really good-hearted, good character, good integrity, has enough to be self-reliant and take care of himself, and then is surrounded with these beautiful green flags, that's, that's a catch right there. I think it's really uh, sad when we get caught up in our culture's description of what is supposed to be valuable in terms of relationship partners. And it's very superficial. It's very material. It's very image-oriented. And I would love to just toss that out and go for the earth of it all, the soul of it all, the heart of it all. I've been through some extreme challenges in my life. I have lost people to dramatic and traumatic illness and injury. And I can tell you that it made one thing very clear to me, 
that in times of crisis and difficulty, all of those things touted by our society as significant, important, superior, and desirable mean absolutely nothing. The gold mine is in a person's character, in their heart, in their warmth, in their devotion, in their goodness. That means everything. All right. We have done the flags to the best of my current ability. If you have flags that I overlooked, I want to hear about them. Message me on Instagram, Cynthia Ocelli. And when we come back, we are moving on away from flags and into casual sex, the oxymoron. (laughs) Don't hate me. At least give me a shot. Hear me out before you decide whether you agree with me or whether you think I've gone too far. I'll see you next time. Have a beautiful week. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.